Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important? I fuck with what y'all got going on and what y'all represent. You know what I'm saying? We want people to leave greater than they came. We want people to leave with an aha moment. Because black people don't like going to therapy. Right. Y'all made therapy cool. Yeah. And you got an elder on social media talking about relationships. Like, that's not something we see all the time in it. The concept of it, you know what I'm saying, basically address a lot of issues that, you know what I'm saying, our community got. Toxic traits, you know what I'm saying, past trauma. And it ain't shoved down your throat in a, in a you know, politically correct way. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of scrolling. If I can go to Shade Room, I can go to Full Circle TV. You know everything come full circle. I just so love watch it come full circle. And I can never let that bad vibes inside my circle, no. Hey fam, and welcome back to Season 3 of Relationship Goals, the podcast. In this season, we're discussing co-parenting relationships. As parents, we always want the best for our children, but the best doesn't necessarily need to look like that nuclear family that society has accepted. And I thought it was very important to showcase that. In season three, we're going to meet a married couple that got divorced, did a little bit of co-parenting for a while, decided that they were meant to be together, and got remarried. We'll also hear from a bonus mom as she gives her perspective on what it was like to enter into a relationship with a guy that already had a child. I truly believe that this season is going to touch home for so many people out there. This is such an aspirational group and they really highlight what Relationship Goals the series is all about. Now we're not trying to showcase perfect co-parenting relationships, but encourage people to do the work, have those hard conversations, and cultivate healthier relationships. Listen to season three of Relationship Goals, the podcast. In this week's episode, we're sitting down with these parents to talk about the ups and downs of their co-parenting relationship. It was something, something occurred where I still, y'all, I was, I was a little bitter, so I was mad. <laughs> so I will admit that I was bitter and I made an impulsive decision and it wasn't right. It wasn't right for the kids. It wasn't right for all of us. So I think a situation occurred. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I decided to pull Nyla away. We got the magic happening. I think when we were separated that as far as for me, I didn't see us getting back together because I just thought, you know, after a divorce, that's it. That's that's what I grew up thinking. Like, you get divorced, you can't get remarried. I don't know why I had that mindset when I was a kid. Like, if you get a divorce, the government not gonna let you get back married. <laughs> so, so, and I knew that wasn't true as I uh, grew, but I just stuck to that. Like, I didn't think we would get back married and I kind of was thinking about the embarrassment factor of it because dang, we just went through this very publicly. Like he has a big family and a lot of people know his family. Like <laughs> they low key like Milwaukee, like celebrities who I be calling them like, everybody know y'all, every time we go somewhere. And so 
everybody knew our business. And so I was like, what are people going to think if I go back to the same person who I said did this to me and this to me and this to me and I'll never take this and that and this, you know? So I was factoring in embarrassment and kind of the thoughts of other people. And nowadays females would be like, girl, I could never, or you stupid, or you a good one. I didn't want people saying that to me because it made me feel like it, it diminished me a little bit. But um, as we started working back together, I was like, this is okay. I started to really learn that reconciliation is okay. Like figuring it out, working on it is okay. I understand sometimes you gotta break up to make up. It makes sense to me now. Um, so when we first started like canoodling again, <laughs> and like the first time he told me he loved me again, it was just like, bro, this is crazy. Like I said, like, I, I couldn't believe like all that love that I still had for him that I thought was gone. So when I felt that again, it was no question. Like we can make this work. We can. And, and I worked out forgiveness and I worked out healing and I worked out maturing and I worked out um, realizing just because this was somebody in the last season of their life doesn't mean that they can't be someone different in a new season of their life and like trusting that. And I think that's what a lot of like, moms or women like single moms and they like to call them baby moms or whatever you want to call them like once you see your baby daddy in that light that's how you always gonna see him which is why when they move on and get with another woman you quick to grow and wait until he do this or I'm gonna warn you or he gonna do the same thing to you that he did to me and then be salty when he doing a great job because we don't let men grow and we don't forgive them or take them out of that light and that was forever going to keep me stuck. So I had to get out of that stuck mindset and be like, give him a chance. Like, change is good, change is natural, and change is for all people, even you. So, yeah, I did see us working out. You know, just when we were when we were broken up, it's, just, it's over. You know, I'm not never going back. You know, I'm not going to embarrass myself and apologize publicly. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing none of that. You know what I'm saying? It's forced. So, honestly, I really didn't see us getting back together, man. And I don't know, like, the love on my heart has just kept overweighing and it's just like, everything I tried to do just wouldn't work, you know what I'm saying? So my love for her, it was just always popped back up. So it's just, it kept coming back until it was one day, I'm like, am I really starting to feel her again? Like, <laughs> and it just, it kept going from there and like literally it kept going up and up from there. Yeah, I think we saw it, but, it was a matter of getting other people to believe it. So like we could see it, but other people couldn't see it. What was that when you made, he did like this public apology to me. I didn't even ask him to do that. And he like posted it on Facebook or something. It got like a thousand and something shares and people was like, she dumb. <laughs> we, I thought people were sharing it like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> Cause I thought it was cute. I was like, I appreciate your humility. Everybody was like, they dumb. Why would they do that? But then it just made me look at our generation like, we don't like to work for stuff no more. The first time you, you do something wrong to me, you cut. But after you keep doing that to relationship after relationship and you look up and you, you alone. And so I seen all those shares and I just, I couldn't be mad at them. I felt sorry for them because you'll never know a real love like a love you fought for. See, I always wanted it to this day. <laughs> she ain't, I don't know why, but she didn't. But the way I look at it is like, okay, we've been broke up for so many years, right? So it's a blessing to still be cordial and not have like a crazy baby mom or a crazy baby. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they had them type of stories. 
But I always want, I would want my family over anything. I say that in any interview, no matter how big I'm getting, whatever, I always tell her, like, then you're going to be straight no matter what, like, what I got. You know what I'm saying? You're going to always be straight. But I would rather be with my family any day. Like, I take that, like, but I know she look at the old stuff, like the old mind. She probably see how I'm moving now because I'm single. So that ain't helping me yeah. at all. When you see how I'm moving like this and you used to me being this way, it's like, nah, you probably still- That don't have nothing to do with but it. But I'm just saying, it, I don't know. That's how I look, but- all I'm saying is, if I had a chance, I wouldn't mess it up. She just don't want to give me a chance. I believe that, but I wouldn't mess it but, up. But I wouldn't. Mess you got to understand when you like really break somebody down when they're young, and like you feel like it's something you never like. I never like this is who I had a child with. This is who I was with. So I'm like getting over him was probably one of the hardest things I had to do. So when I did it, it was just nothing like I wanted to go back to. Like not saying it like that, but like he broke my heart when I was super young, like and and kind of like bad. So it was just like um, for the sake of our son and like co-parenting, like we got into a good co-parenting space. Let's just keep it like that. Let's not overcomplicate it because when we did break up and when we would try to like go back for a little bit and like see if we want to be together, all it did was complicated for our son. Then I don't want to answer the phone for him or he don't call for a week because we met each other. And at the end of the day, we both going to be okay, but it's affecting our son. So the bigger picture for me became my son. Like I don't want to do nothing to change this situ situation. It's, it's a good situation. I don't want to. I mean, now he's older. He's he's fourteen now. So man, shut this. Shit. <laughs> hey man, I ain't trying to hear that. Look, that sounds good, but he's he's fourteen. He's gonna about to be grown man. Ain't nothing he gonna do. That we gonna do to gonna make Makai feel no type of way because he already know how our bond is. You know what I'm saying? So he see our bond right now. I'm not talking he, about now. I'm just know, talking about I'm before. Saying, like, yeah, he gonna he gonna see his bump man. We not gonna be. Perfect. You know what I'm saying? We're going to bump heads. That's going to always be that. But the lying and the cheating and stuff is the things that I wouldn't do. You know what I mean? Like, I would proudly be like, hey, I got my baby mama back. I don't give a damn about none of y'all. You feel what I'm saying? I didn't live my life. I didn't have to do this. She didn't live her life. She dated. I have, well, you can say one girl fan, I guess, since in all these years. Everybody else was just people I just messed with. You get what I'm saying? Never put a title on nothing. You know what I'm saying? You didn't date it and you still single. So obviously ain't nothing out here for you. You might as well come I am home. Just, first of all, don't say I'm still single. Oh, you just got a man now? No. Oh, I'm like, tell, it, tell the world. I, I don't got no man, so holla at me. No, nah, but no, I'm saying you still single, like, <laughs> meaning like you you had, you dated. I know, I, 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 but I was with, I ended up having a daughter. I had I a daughter. Had I got engaged. Yeah. Um, so, and then. You got damn engaged. <laughs> well, I, wanted to, I wanted to cut her finger off when I heard this. Oh, boy, I was so mad, boy. She said that. I was mad when I finally had a baby. I always told my girl, I said, Kwani, I said, the only thing that could ever make me stop talking to Kwani, because I still was in love with her, even though we was broken up and stuff. And she started dating her daughter's uh, dad. And I'm like, you know, we first see something, like, oh, this is probably another dude. Like, this, she's single. She's probably be a phase. Then years passed. I said, hold on, this is real. You know what I'm saying? So I had to accept it, though. You get what I'm saying? And then I had to accept. That was a learning growth for me, because I had to accept my son being around another man. But I knew my son and our bond was so good, can't no other man come and interfere with that. But I didn't know that being a new father, even though Makai was like, well, how old was Makai when you were talking to Ryan? You know, Ryan? Uh, five, five. Maybe. So he was still a little, you know what I'm saying? But in my mind, five. I'm like, man, I don't want my son around the other. It was nothing towards him, but just my son being around another man, I didn't know how to inter like accept that. So I used to be mad and frustrated for no reason and stuff, but then I had to realize I got used to it. So it helped me grow as a person though, you know, like it happens. As long as your bond is strong with your son, it's not gonna it's not gonna mess nothing up. But anyways, then she found out uh 
I remember I was at your house, man. You some lovers lane, man. I'm looking at her. I'm like, I'm looking pudgy. She hadn't told me yet. And I'm like, something ain't right. But you know, I'm silly. I'm a crack a joke. Like, man, y'all have pregnant or something? And she just laughed and all shit like that. And I'm like, like, you pregnant, man. You know, I was hurt, boy. Like, this mom, and you really let somebody get you pregnant? Because I always said, the only way is if she got a, another boyfriend or she if she got pregnant by somebody. I, I was like, man, I never talked to her again. That's the only thing that made me really And I did both. And she did both. My ass still want her. <laughs> When we were divorced, you know, uh, during the time I had, you know, just after a while I was just bouncing around and bouncing around, but then eventually I had my beautiful daughter, um, my baby Aria. And um, then I had my baby, I think she was about, about probably a year old when I, um, no, she was about eight, eight or nine months old when I actually became like, trying to get back into my relationship with Sharice. And so now it's like when Sharice is accepting me back, she's not also accepting back what we went through. She's not accept like trying to move over that and trying to heal from all that. Now she has to heal on the guy that I was just with, not even a year and a half ago, has already got a child. And it's like, now I'm asking her to also love my daughter as well, just as well as she loves me and not treat my kid any other way than we would treat our own too that we already have. And it was asking a lot, you know, coming into a relationship of where I just damaged you due to infidelity and due to me stepping out and stuff like that. And now not only do I have to get over that, you have to bring in a constant reminder of what happened when we were divorced. And to be the woman that she was to not ever, you know, treat my daughter like any different type of way. It was another reason why, a whole different reason why I appreciated her, you know, because it's, it's tough, you know, for a person to accept a child with someone that they know that they love, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I know that that's not my biological child, but it's a child that I'm going to accept, you know, because I love him and I'm also loving everything that comes from him and that's his child and that's not also only his child. Now that we're back, it's going to be my child as well. And I have to be a mother and I have to be a friend and I have to be the mentor to a daughter, teaching her things that women can only teach a daughter. Like she has to accept that role and she did it and she, she's acing it. So when we decided to reconcile everything, I already knew, you know, that he had a child. Like I knew when they were expecting. And so this was something that I already had kind of coached myself. Like, yeah, in the beginning, it did sting because, yeah, I think about it. Um, we got back together when she was about nine months. Um, then the pregnancy is nine months. And so the entire nine months, you know, I kind of had to coach myself into like, this is the new reality. And even if we don't get back together and that's, that's his family now, or, you know, his home now, um, then I have to be mature because that's my son's sister. Um, so I'm gonna have to make some changes too, mentally and emotionally and accept it. And so one day I just was like, girl, you got to accept this. And this is what it is. If anything changes, whatever. But I wasn't in the back of my mind. It was never like 
while they were together or during the process of the baby being born or growing up, I was never like, oh, I want to get him back or I want to be back with him or I'm going to figure out a way. I was really letting it happen. Like, this is what it is. I'm cool with it. I was cool with the mom. Just like, you know, our our kids are siblings. How you doing? You know, how was labor? You know, I'm trying to just be like, this is what life is right now. But when they separated and when they broke up, I didn't know that he was feeling me again. <laughs> so I was healing and I was moving on and I was like, it's cool. And y'all, as much as I tried to like date, like they was all corny. I ain't like none of them. <laughs> I did not. And so I was single. So I was available most of the time we were divorced because I just I was stiff on men at that point. I'm like, I'm not accepting nothing less. This is healed and whole Cherise. What you got? Bring it to me. I don't like it. Go home. Blocked. <laughs> so, you know, I was kind of right there. And so I knew he had a daughter. And so I was send my son and I'm like, I don't know if they're able to interact or be together. So having to send my son knowing like that he lived with a whole nother woman and a baby was just born. I was like, Ooh, Lord, you got this girl. Just do it. And so I just let it happen. It's, it's a matter of letting it happen. Just, just do it. It's like jumping. And so from there, I was literally letting it happen. They separated and he was just trying to be cute again at church and stuff like we still went to the same church y'all so I watched the pregnancy play out I watched the relationship play out. I, I watched it it was in my face and so I that helped me heal because me I, I don't know what if you think about a wound or something if you pay close attention to it if you bring yourself closer to it um it heals faster sometimes because certain wounds need more attention than others and so once sometimes when i feel broken sometimes when i feel hurt i make it an effort to move closer to the situation not to um dull the pain or make me immune to the pain but to feel everything i feel in it so that i know like i walked down my full process of feelings with this and so this is what it is so that's what i was doing and so he was just trying to slide back in and it was cute or whatever. And I was just like, don't let me like him no more. <laughs> but I did. So something stood there. So we got back together. Um, and it's so crazy. Like, I loved him like none of that stuff ever happened. Like, it's so crazy. I thought that I didn't love him no more. But when we were getting back together, I'm like, boy, I don't love you no less. And so <laughs> it was it was a lot of talking and having to accept that, you know, if we're together, then you're going to have a, an additional child. And so when she first started coming around, it was hard because she didn't know me. She was, what, maybe just one. And she was crying because who is this woman just crying? And I would be like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not. <laughs> I promise. I bought you some some snacks. Like I went when I knew she was coming back around because they had a time where it was hard to see her. But as soon as it was finalized that she was coming back around, I went to Target. I got a car seat. I got clothes. I got snacks, cups. I went and got everything. I prepared for her like she was mine. Um, so it was just preparing my mind to have her. And when it came to co-parenting, because now I got to co-parent with her mom. Um, and she, I mean, nobody was too thrilled. <laughs> so it was just me, um, being intentional about being a bigger person every time. So 
literally every time there was a shot thrown at us or at me, it's just like, nah, we're not feeding into that. We're going to go higher and that baby is innocent. And I don't care if that's your child or if that's her mom. I don't care who she was. Kids are kids and I'm always going to treat a kid well. And so that helped it as well. So. So I'm a comedian, actor, influencer. I'm an entertainer. That's what I am, man. But um, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You know, small here, so it's like you go, you get to a certain peak, and then if you're taking your craft serious, you have to leave. You know what I mean? So it's not like this in your city. It's just growth. You know what I mean? I seen people before me like I was like, bro, they was rappers or what that I thought was big. You know what I'm saying? But they were big. I'm not gonna say thought, but then I see them back down here, and it's like they did something wrong, and I didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? But uh, Anyways, I had opportunities to, uh, I knew I had to go somewhere else. I knew it was Atlanta or L.A. But I'm like, L.A., they got wildfires and earthquakes. And, you know, we don't got that down here. You know what I'm saying? In L.A. So I was, I'm going to pick Atlanta. But anyways, I got a homie down there from here that's been down there. And he actually gave me the opportunity to come to come move down there. To, uh, Terrell Johnny, shout out to you, man. I appreciate you. But he was like, you need to move to Atlanta. He said, you a star, you move to Atlanta. And I was like, nah. Because I was still stuck in the mindset of like, I ain't leaving my son. Like, that's just where I was at with it. I ain't leaving my son. I ain't leaving my son. But then I started seeing stuff, motivational stuff. Like, I watched motivational stuff from like Steve Harvey and them and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And then you see stuff where they say like, they'll pay you $25 an hour to sit on million dollar dreams. And that's the truth. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sitting there working for somebody else getting $25 and I think it's great money. And I'm, I'm a whole, my gift is making people laugh. You know what I mean? Not why, why not make the sacrifices to become who you are destined to be, you know? And that's what I had been thinking about for years. So I was at my uh, job, the liquor distrib uh, distributor place for nine years. And I finally just was like, you know what, I'm finna, I'm finna leave this. So I quit the job and I knew my plan. I had a plan, but nobody seen my vision. Yeah, so it, look, it looked like I was just leaving my job for no reason. Like a lot of people didn't understand it when I did it. Like even my friend Gio, Kwani, them didn't understand. They was like, like, you quitting your job to do videos, you know what I mean? But the whole time, they don't know. I already been plotting in my head. I'm watching how DC Young Fly and Country Wayne are blowing up, and I'm watching social media. I don't got the money to just jump and fly stage to stage and do this, so why not take this platform that I, like, I can pay my phone bill, you know what I'm saying? So I quit. I was making videos, but I had a whole plan. That's why I was used to do them uh, whole Milwaukee roasts. I did that to make my city mess with me first. My whole plan was let me make my city love me first so that if any big comedian came here, they saying, Myra, Myra, Myra. A lot of people didn't like that. They were mad. Oh, he roasted. He ain't fun. They, whatever they thought, I didn't care because I had a bigger picture. I did that, and then once that started dying down, it was like, what's next? I kept making videos, just not really knowing what was coming up, but I knew I had to stay consistent. My main thing was stay consistent and stay in these people's faces. I didn't care about no money. I didn't care about nothing at the time. And then when that started getting bigger, then I became, um, you know, I feel like because I stayed true to my grind and never gave up, that's how cheating as my room ended up being made. It was just a it was just a video that I just woke up and did, put getting put out with the dog in the rain and it went viral. And I'm reading the comments and I'm like, oh, they think it's real. This is why I went viral. So I kept doing those type of videos and every video was hitting millions and millions. But nobody knew who I was. I was just, at this point, they just keep seeing the same dude. So I still didn't have a stamp yet <coughs> brand or nothing. It was just who is it? People thought it was a real six video scene still. Like, like I just kept getting put out. I don't know, but uh, converted over to Instagram, and then I started, I was still in Milwaukee, then I started making uh, people see me like, like Shaq DM'd me, you know what I'm saying? He thought I was to rap for real, doing a little goofy fofo stuff. I'm like, whoa. It's, I started basically getting eyes, uh, attracting bigger celebrities that I grew up watching. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm really making some noise. I didn't, and I knew I was starting to get big, but I was still in Milwaukee. So it was like, dude told me to move to Atlanta. I didn't do it the first time. 2019, 
he hit me up. He was like, hey, you need to move to Atlanta Super Bowl weekend, man. You need, you need to get down here and move here. I got a couch for you to sleep on. And I was like, man, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to go. You know what I mean? Because if I had time to think, I would have changed my mind again. So it was really like a split. Like, he called me today. You need to come down here and move. I got a couch for you to move. I didn't talk to Kwani. Only person I talked to was Makai. I called my son. Makai was, what, 11? 11. 10 or 11, somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm, 11. I, I talked to him, and I'm saying, hey, because he already see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? He watching me get bigger in Milwaukee, and I'm with him. He trying to hand out my business card. He used to try to take my business card to school so he can give it to his friend. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what? Boy, I'm about to cry, nigga. I'm thinking about that, dog. <laughs> I got to catch myself. Like, ah. nah, I uh, knew you were. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm a G, nigga. Oh, no. No, I'm saying. <laughs> no, but look, I got to get myself back happy. Because I've been thinking about that because he really was like that. So I had talked to him and he was saying that he want. That makes Okay. Somebody said a joke, make me laugh, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm trying not to cry. No, you can keep it, bro. It's good because I just be I just be thinking about it, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause I had to leave my son. You had to conversation with Makai. Yeah, dog, but I'm saying, dog. Like, I'm thinking about, like, dog, I'm thinking about the uh, cause I'm crying for real. But but I'm making me cry because I'm thinking about because I had to talk to him, but when I left. Like, he was cool with it. You know what I'm saying? He said he was cool with it, like, because he understood, but then I had to leave, and I came back. I, I missed him, like, I think it was, like, two weeks. I came mm-hmm. back home. Oh, Time to cry as you, dog. I think I'm crying like a motherfucker, dog. I didn't want to go back. Damn. Ah. What he going to see when he see this? Oh, I see. I didn't cry for you before. <laughs> But no, it was hard though. Like it ain't easy doing this shit though. Like you know what I'm saying? Like leaving my son. That's like something. It's <laughs> your question. <laughs> we can cut it right there. Okay. It's gonna come back. It's hard, bro. I can't get it out for real, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even show like we could I could tell a story with this like these are real conversations and people get choked up yeah mm-hmm. man that shit ain't easy explain like because it's, it's, it's not easy it took you back to that moment of damn my son believe in me my son right me. and he's not even mad that he, he I'm seen, gone and he's seen this shit before I even exactly and he used to he used to tell him like you should always keep a pin on you to give people autographs so, like, you know, when you go to educators or, like, the bank, they give you free pens. He's like, I'm going to take this for my dad. Like, that's so he, how he... He's he... like, no, like, no, he finna be that shit. Like, right. He's going to make it. Like, why you up? Can you get, um, can you get him some, um, napkins or whatever it is back there? That's what it was. I was thinking about all that shit, bro. Trying to talk about it, man. All that shit just hit me. Like, damn. Yeah. But he, he really was doing that. He is. He now you know he's at that age where, like, he just try to be so cool. But I'm sure, like, if he look at it, he he might tell us later, like, yeah, I teared up a little bit. He won't do. <laughs> like they had this video made. Makai was probably like seven or eight. Um, some dude followed them around for a few weeks and then put a video together. 
and um, it was literally just like a lot of candid moments. And then you and he, time, like Makai, Makai really wasn't even paying attention. It was funny. Yeah, so he didn't know what the dude was there for. He didn't know. And so it was a video. It made everybody cry. My grandfather, everybody, and Makai used to sit in his room like my. He'll be with Myron for like the whole weekend. He would be with Myron for the whole weekend, and then he'll come right in his room with Myron to drop him off. He'll just like go in his room and put the DVD on and cry. And then I'll be sitting there crying. <laughs> right. I'll be like, you was just with your dad, Makai. But he would like just sit in there and cry. Like he just, he loved his dad. All right, man. Look, we back, man. I had to get them tears out, man. You know what I'm saying? I was crying like a mug. But hey, I'm, I, I'm good. <laughs> I'll be stuttering even when I ain't making video. But hey. But no, man. Um, Back to what we was talking about, though. Um. I, uh, he told me to come down, you know, and I was like, I didn't want my mind to change because I didn't want to leave my son. So the first person I thought about was Makai. So I had I pulled my son to the side, I had a conversation with him, and he was fine with it because he had watched my growth from what I was starting to become, you know what I mean? So that's all I cared about. I felt like, and I knew that my sister Mika would, uh, would want me to go too. Didn't want to tell her because I knew she probably didn't see the vision yet. Like, I know she gonna believe in me. Like, you know what I mean? Once it's all said and done. But in the beginning, it might look like you just trying to move and leave and do, you know what I'm saying? She didn't see it because at that point, I probably hadn't showed her enough to be like, he's really serious about it. So when Makai said, yeah, I didn't care. I just, I literally told dude I was coming and left. Like, it all happened like within a week and I was gone. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of thought their energy was off a little bit, but I was so ton tunnel, I mean, tunnel vision, I just didn't care. I was like, you know what? It's gonna make sense in the end. She'd be like, and it ended up doing that. But I was down there. I came back in two weeks because I was missing my son. And when I came into my sister's house, he didn't know I was coming. And he ran and he hugged me for like, it felt like 10 minutes. It probably was like 30 seconds. You know what I mean? But he cried. So I was like, man, I ain't going back. This is what I was saying in my head. I ain't going back. But I felt like if I didn't go back, I was going to let myself down, him down, and, and block any blessings that was meant for me. You know, so stayed for a couple of days. And I went back down there and just and kept grinding, man. But... It definitely wasn't, it, it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all, man. It definitely wasn't easy being down there without my family. You got to meet new friends and stuff. I'm sleeping on somebody's <coughs> couch. You know what I mean? I'm sleeping on somebody's couch. Uh, I only got a key to their house, but I knew it was all just short term. You know what I mean? I'm knocking on somebody's door. I, you know, <laughs> But being down there, I didn't realize how much, what made me even go more because I knew I was lit in Milwaukee and I knew I had viral video, but I didn't know until I got to Atlanta when I started getting around all these other people that I've been watching on social media, I was around them in the same room. And these people, like, that's the dude. That's cheap mob. They do I'm, I'm hearing them. I'm like, but I'm acting like I don't hear them. I'm like, man, they know me. And I'm trying not to be the, the, the groupie. Like, oh, I'm in the room with all them. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, but they hear me. I'm like, oh, they know me. So then I'm going around and around. Then I'm going into the malls and I'm walking around. And then I, I got booked for different shows outside of Atlanta. Just giving y'all a rundown. Like, this, being in different cities and places I've never been because I was never traveling like that. I was always in Milwaukee. So, and people was running up to me like, Hey, you cheating ass mom, can I get a picture? And I didn't know how to accept that at first. I'm like, they, I felt in my mind, I'm like, as soon as I try to take a picture, they gonna be like, ah, oh, silly ass nigga, we don't know you. Like, I didn't know what they were gonna do. I thought they were gonna, it was, they was pranking me or something, but these people was really taking pictures with me. And I'm like, that's when I knew, I said, hold on, like, you really got something. Like, you, you're, like, you never stepped a foot in this city. You never been to these, none of these places, and these people know you, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, it's a lot, it's a lot better now than how it was. Back then, I didn't care if I went to the mall, one person knew me. I was like, I've never been here. I went to Puerto Rico and somebody knew me. That's when I was really like, I said, oh, yeah, I'm the shit. I'm the shit. <laughs> I knew I was, man. So you better start playing and get with the shit.
As far as living arrangements, um, there was not like a previous discussion um, regarding that. It was just like an automatic type of thing, like, because that is my baby and I am her primary caretaker. But she's with him half the time, most of the time anyway. So she like she knows that she has two homes, her mama house, her daddy house. Um, and it's literally, for the most part, half and half but as far as like um primary placement obviously that's with me uh when it comes to like health care and like her health that falls on me as well um but there was never like a previous um discussion regarding that it was literally like an automatic thing like okay well and even now like we still kind of don't have like a set schedule like you have her this day, you have her that day. Um, we have like a shared calendar that we use. Um, all three of us actually have access to this calendar. And if I have plans, I put my plans in there. If they have plans, they put their plans in there. And we just take that calendar and we kind of plan our, you know, whatever we want to do around that. And then I also make sure that like when she's out of school, that's all in there. So then like the week before, we'll just like, talking to group um text like hey okay so madison is out of school this day that day what's the plan like is she going to daycare is she staying with you guys like um things like that um i would usually you know like that's a previous discussion but like as far as primary placement and things like that that was just like an automatic um, he's never asked like, Hey, you know, can she come stay with me half the time? Even though during the winter time, I was like, well, if it's going to be a lot of snow, she come to live with you until they clear it out. Cause if they cancel school, I'm still going to work. So she going to be there with y'all. Um, and that was like a previous discussion. So like, it's only previous discussions when it's only like specific things. Um, but as far as, you know, like where she's going to live primarily, that was definitely a no brainer. She's staying at, she's staying with mommy. Um, but that was like a mutual, it's never like, no, well, she got to go over there or no, she got to come over here. That's, that's never been like, um, a real big issue. The only issues we've had for the most part is if like to drop a drop the ball of uh communication where it's like we both made plans and so we sitting there on the same day so we sitting there like so how this gonna work is you you about to cancel your plans or like what's the plan and a lot of times i was able to kind of make it work because i i would just ask my mom like hey you know me and chris both made plans on the same day and we kind of didn't plan accordingly um, to that. And my mom is almost always open to watching her. So it tends to work out for the most part. Um, but outside of that, we do pretty good as far as um, placement and where she's gonna be this day, that day, or you know, however many days. Um, and that calendar definitely helps a lot too, because we be in there like, okay. So I was like, I'm going out of town. So let me put this in there real quick. So they don't get to making plans while I done bought this plane ticket to leave. So for the most part, we do pretty good as far as like her pay her placement. So when we split up, we didn't really have a conversation about co-parenting, probably because we were so young and um, just not even really knowing you know much about co-parenting. I just we're we're not together no more. I mean, naturally, he lived with me and went over Myron's house, or when me and Myron was together, we would come back and forth between each other's house. 
He was um, working at a liquor distribution company. So with his schedule, it wouldn't have allowed Makai to live with him anyways. And I mean, that that wasn't happening anyways. Not saying it like that, but oh I'm God, just saying. <laughs> like, it, he lived with me anyways. Um, I, I just wanted to make sure he spent time with him. But that was a conversation that we should have had because then it did get a little complicated because then, you know, naturally when you're single, you're doing more. So Myron was going out a whole, whole lot more. And um, he wasn't getting them like that. You know, he would call every day, talk to him, might stop by and see him, but he wasn't getting them on the weekend. So then it, it took like maybe some months, maybe even like a year. And then I, we finally had the conversation like, okay, look, we, we about to get a schedule and we about to figure this out. But initially we didn't have that conversation. And I think again, that's just being young parents, not even realizing that we should have had that conversation or not even thinking that I needed to. Like he's a, he's always been a super hands-on dad, always been there. So right. I didn't think much was gonna change, but you know, he was single, free, wild. So he was living it up. <sighs> I thought you about to say he's a super handsome guy. You said super hands on dad. I'm like, man, I thought you was going to say something nice. I did say something nice. No, I don't say, say I'm handsome. <laughs> no. The world knows. <laughs> While we were divorced, we, uh, I think it was kind of, it was more easy on me to make the decision. Like my kids were going to need to be with their mom because it's like, I work, I'm a barber, I'm a, a musician, I'm always on the go. And it's like, I don't want it to just be like a, so let me pull my man card and my kid is going to be with me and I'm going to just find babysitters and while they with me. I'm like, no, on the days that I'm off, which is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, she understood. Like, okay, well, I understand he works through the rest of the days of the week. I'm off. And I, I honestly, it went easier than what I thought it would go. Like, it really wasn't a problem. Like, right away, like, she, um, she, she was literally just telling me, like, okay, well, Monday, Tuesday, and when we first broke up, she would let me still get her biological daughter, which is not my biological, but the, uh, my daughter, I call her my daughter, just that's my baby. Um, she would let me still get Nyla and Eric. So it wasn't just like, oh no, you're not getting my daughter. You only gonna get your son. It was, it was real, it was, it was a real smooth transition. She like, well, they can, I'll drop them off. They need food, you know, anything. I'm really just, I'm not, I'm trying to minimize the the bickering and the arguing between the parents because it happens so much. And they've already seen us leading up to the split. And it was just so many problems. We didn't want to cause no more problems in front of our children. And especially situations that included them. We didn't want no problems to come from that. So it was real easy, you know, set up. It was just, hey, okay, well, you get them on these days. And on the days after, if I'm working, you can just drop them off, tell my mom, and I'll pick them up from there. So it was real, it was a real easy setup and a real easy scheduling because it was like, it worked out for both of us. You get three days, I get four. I'm the mom, they are gonna be with me primarily all the time, but when their dad is at home and he's not doing it, he gonna have his kids. Yeah, I think we kind of went into a little tension if when, I think the tension came in, it was something, something occurred where I still, y'all, I was I was a little bitter, so I was mad. <laughs> so I will admit that I was bitter, and I made an impulsive decision, and it wasn't right. It wasn't right for the kids. It wasn't right for all of us. So I think a situation occurred. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I decided to pull Nyla away. 
um, I think it was this, we maybe had a span of like a month where he was inconsistent with the days we agreed on because he was working and he had gigs and stuff. Like stuff was like coming up. It was, it was validated, but I was mad because I was still hurt. Uh, but I'm like, if you're going to be inconsistent, um, that's not what my kids need. I can't keep Eric from inconsistency because you're his dad, but I can keep Nyla from it. And so I pulled her away. And then after that, um, Nyla stopped going over. And so she was just like, Mom, why can't go with little Eric no more? Why can't I go? And that broke my heart because I'm like, girl, you got to do better. But me standing on my pride, I'm like, nah, this is what it is. And by the time I was over to be like, okay, Nyla, you can go back. He was in a new relationship and there was no room because she had a child. And so I can't force my kid on her too. You know what I'm saying? Um, because coming into it, she knew she was, he wasn't getting Nyla. So you can't make somebody to adjust to something you didn't bring to the table initially. So I wasn't going to make that. But we did have that tension because I felt like there were inconsistencies there because I was still, you know, I wasn't dealing with the hurt and the fact that I still liked him. I still wanted to be with him for that time. And I wanted him to make it work. So I was just using anything to to try to make him feel what I was feeling because he came in and I was like when she was two and so I knew that was a heartstring so I pulled it and so yeah that was that was one of our tensions but other than that it wasn't like kind of like a no-brainer y'all can be with mommy this day and y'all can be with daddy this day you know you gonna have them conversations with your son man like you know Makai come over I was like hey, what would he be doing I used to ask him all type of questions man I ain't gonna lie like yeah what are you doing hey did you ever see him kiss your mom? I used to ask all kinds of questions. I was bad, boy. Did you ever kiss your mom? Did they argue? Like, I'm trying to figure out how you treating Kwani, how intimate they are. So, like, I ain't gonna ask him about no sexuals up, but you know, you can kiss in front of your kids or peck them, love you. That's it. I'm asking that. I'm like, is he mean to you? I was asking him all kinds of questions. You know, Makai gonna tell me the truth about everything. We got the magic happening. Got a feeling it's great and I'm loving it. Hey, we got the magic happening. Everything that we be your own relationship goals with Relationship Goals, the journal. This journal is an extension of our show and has 100 plus writing prompts to help you mend and grow the relationships with yourself, romantic partner, family, and friends. Order yours today on FullCircleTelevision.com. Relationship Goals, the podcast, is a Full Circle Television production recorded in Everyday Media Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our audio engineer is Dooch, and our executive producers are Marcus and Kayla Lewis-Allen. Don't forget, if you're only listening to the podcast, there's so much more to see on FullCircleTelevision.com. Log on to experience Relationship Goals, the series, in a whole new way. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Full Circle Television.